San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show and a very happy new year to you all and a very happy end to 2023 as week 17 is done and the Niners head home from Washington with a 27-10 win, a handful of personal records and the NFC's number one seed. Thank you to the Cardinals. Uh, a game that was still tight at the half soon became comfortable as collectively and personally the Niners shrugged off the Christmas Day disappointment with a business-like win in the capital. And before thoughts turn to Week 18 and the playoffs, we'll look back at the Washington uh, game. I'm Gareth Ellis, and it's a happy Victory New Year too, Paul Hope. Feeling pretty good, Gareth. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year to you, mate. Naji Karal. Hello, everyone. And it's a very welcome return to El Presidente, Mr Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Hope it's going to be a good one. Well, take back, Yeah, well, I'm going to have to take these with the voice because, as you've heard in uh, pre-recording, I am still coughing. Um, yeah, I'm now four weeks into it, and I think it wasn't until about December the 30th where I, I started to feel a little bit normal again. Um, so I had three weeks where it was quite rough, where I, I just couldn't talk at all. Well, it's good to have you back. Well, yeah, you, totally. So, uh, happy New Year, gents. Did you get to put pleasure before business and enjoy the game? rather than spend time with your families on New Year's Eve? Absolutely. Good. No, 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 no. no. To be fair, this was the first game that I can ever remember not watching live. However, I was going to mention it on the show, but you segued in. felt very strange watching it on the phone, dipping into the Discord group, keeping an eye on the scores, and... It just, it was surreal. It kind of added to my experience because by half past nine, I was deliriously happy. Everybody in the venue I was at didn't understand what it meant by number one seed, baby, playoffs, baby. <laughs> but I've I've took a, a leaf out of Nadji's book and watching the game back, once you already know the score with no emotion, feels really weird, but enjoyable on the same hand. And you notice little things. And to be fair, Nadji, I can understand um, where you get a bit critical sometimes because even though it was a good performance and I knew the result, there was a few things that I was like, I'm not happy with that. I'm going to talk about yeah. that with the chaps. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good experience to watch a game without the emotion. It's so much easier to analyse what's going on. And yeah, you, you see things you would never see because a, it's late at night or it's, you know, you're just happy or you're winning or you're losing and you're not happy. Yeah, no, the people should try. It's uh, it's definitely a weird experience. You can't really put your finger on why and how exactly, but it's uh, yeah, it's. it's Did fun. you see it's that good. clip of the players huddled around the phone, yeah. watching the yeah, end yeah. of the Eagles game? That was me, Gareth. Just I was on my own, <laughs> running around. People don't understand why I was celebrating. But I had my yeah. Niners salute to service top on, which again nice. always repping. Nice Got to be done, no matter where. We expect nothing less. Lee, did you manage to catch game? I did manage to catch the game. Um, actually, I've I've now kept up my run of fifteen years without missing a game. As you as you be aware, the first game I was going to miss was the Cardinals game yeah. because I was supposed to be out with a friend who was coming up from uh, Ipswich. But that was the first day I really took bad. Um, I'd come home from York and I, I was coughing up blood, and I just couldn't couldn't leave the house. I was that bad. Um, so <laughs> I ended up watching the game. <laughs> Happy days. Every cloud, right? Yeah, silver lining and all. <laughs> So yeah, managed to watch them all. Great. Fantastic. So now you're back in the uh, in the saddle, as it were, Lee. Have you remembered to bring uh, three talking points about the game? I have, Gareth. But obviously, you're aware that you've already shot one of mine down. But I'm going to totally. go for it anyway. <laughs> and then now I've Excellent. just realised actually one of mine I should probably shoot down myself. So <laughs> off you go, Lee. You're, okay. you're, you're first back. You you have so, the honour. So number one, Ronnie Bell may have Kyle ringing the changes in the playoffs. How pivotal Ooh, are the injuries going to prove? And Purdy the maestro, was he a little bit Wilson-esque? Mm. Who's next? Nadji, maybe. I've got records, 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 because we've got to talk about those. Um, Steve Wilkes actually having a pretty good season. Uh, and my third point, which obviously is, you know, where's Jordan Mason? I want Jordan Mason. Over to you, Paul. 
No surprise to anyone listening, I'm on the same page as Najid Karar. History made and making history was my first one. Second one is on the money, and I'm not just talking about AP Mooney Ward. Jake Moody came in for a bit of stick earlier in the season. We'll talk about why he's included in this one. My third one, I thought we'd be jumping around number one seed, players rested, but as the horse, you shot that down in (laughs) pre-recording. So the third point, which I had prepared in the emergency, is Brandon Ayuk, number 11. We need to show that boy some love, especially just for that touchdown alone. The fact that him and Purdy run that same page and the way that Purdy's running around and then pointing, and I go and watch that from the All-22 view. It's absolutely fantastic, to quote my good friend Lee Gowland. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I've seen an alternative view from sort of down in the end zone. I think uh, either either a reporter or member of the public, and that that was uh, it was a great view, different angle of that uh, particular play. Should we let's start with Brock then? Simply well, since we put it on there. Well, your points. Oh my your point. points. I forget. I forgot these last time. I still haven't learned. Yeah, yeah. Get ready to be shut down. Yeah, ready to be <laughs> shut down. I've got a uh, bounce Brockability. Nice one. Um, By week needed. Uh, And I've got a little bit about unsung heroes, which is really perhaps a little bit more for next week. So by week needed, would that almost be the same as saying how much rest is too much rest? (laughs) I think it might be. I think it's it's more closer to your uh, injuries one, I think. Stay tuned for the next episode where Gareth and Lee (laughs) will discuss that point in finer detail. (laughs) <laughs> for an hour yeah, and a half. That, right, boxing gloves off. off. <laughs> anyway, let's go back ball. to let's go back to Brock. Yeah, that was let's... a lead. Go on, in to start. That was your first one. Well, and, let me ask you my first one. Yeah, so, this, I mean... let me ask you this: What's your favourite play of the game? It's got to be the Ayuk touchdown. Yeah, uh, mine isn't. Right. It's the dime to Ayuk on a sideline. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I particularly like the, the whole play, not just the fact that he managed to uh, direct him into the end zone and, and yeah. hit hit him. Um, and this is where the Wilson esque comment comes in, because the way he escaped the pressure reminded us of Russell Wilson when he was in his prime. Um, obviously, for years Russell Wilson has tormented us. Even when we thought he was washed up and gone, he managed to bring the Broncos and beat us. So it's kind of a little bit disheartening, but also, yeah, it's good to have somebody who can do that. And I think it's he's underrated the scrambling ability that he has. Yes, he can run, but it's not just running. It's scrambling around and still looking downfield because all he's interested in is hitting a receiver rather than having to use his legs to gain the yards. And I think that, that's going to prove valuable come the postseason. Can I answer your question a different way, Nadji? Sure. So, I mean, I was preparing for tonight, Gareth, and I thought, sure, the most passing yards in season in franchise history is Purdy Cool. But it was that drive, Nadji. It wasn't just one play. It was that drive. Yeah. Brock yeah. Purdy did things on that drive, gentlemen, that we haven't seen in a quarterback as 49ers fans. And it's things, like you said, Deli, Russell Wilson-esque, we've been caught crying out for. I think it's why we've all jumped aboard Nadji's rocket ship we have been crying out for a quarterback who can extend players with his feet, who can command the offence, who can, if a player breaks down, watching that back, already knowing it was a touchdown, the way he does the Duke League, and he comes out, and bear in mind, prior to that, he'd had a few of those throws which could have been intercepted, they were a little bit dangerous, and I thought, oh God, imagine if Jimmy does that. And this is what you come back to, you know, the 2019 run, Jimmy under centre. Brock Purdy is the franchise leading passer and it seems crazy to sit here and say that and he's just starting but that drive won the game for me I don't know what you three fine gentlemen think so so that drive that you're talking about Paul did, did you feel towards the end as we were getting in the end zone eh, the end zone the red zone that Kyle caught was calling passing players purely to get Purdy the record it because that's like what it felt like bit. to me I was going to it say like it, yeah. it's I'm not going to say it. I nearly said it. It's well known on this show that we say <laughs> Kyle has got full trust in Brock Purdy and he's opened up the playbook. And to answer your question, just look at the locker room afterwards when Kyle's doing his speech and you've got Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, leaders at locker room, chanting for Brock. And you're right, Kyle wouldn't have done that for anyone else. And we, we called it a bold prediction, Lee, when you weren't here last week that he was going to break the record. I don't think there was any doubt in any 49ers fans' minds that that record was going to get broken. But I like the fact that he needed 229 passing yards 
and he got thirty. I thought that was quite, quite, quite nice by Kyle. But yeah, I, I just wanted to say for me, it, it's something we haven't seen in the eleven years of watching the Forty ers And I know some people might, you know, go back to Jeff Garcia or Montana or Young, but in recent history, it's just amazing, and it just makes the season better and better. I mean. I've got his jersey right there for a reason, you know. I uh, love the guy. It's just, you know, it, although it's, it's been a while he hasn't done a play like this, you know, where he kind of scrambles and escapes the poker. And, and I think defenses have gone, kind of caught on onto it. The Ravens definitely didn't allow him to do that. Um, but it's good to see that he's still got it. You know, he still can do it. And then, yeah, that touchdown is incredible. And I was, I was chatting with a mate. Uh, he's a Giants fan, so he's got nothing else to do, unfortunately. Um, and he was saying, if Mahomes does this, it's on every highlight for two weeks. And Brock does it, and it's kind of like, ah, oh yeah, he's uh, he can do that too. Apparently, yeah, no, he's amazing. But yeah, my favorite play, as I said, the dime to Ayuk on the sideline. It's like it's a 35 air yard pass. That's really hard to do, and it's pinpoint exactly where only BA can catch it. Over the defender, the defender at his handle. Yeah, 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 it's just a beautiful pass. And it, I think the good thing of seeing a performance like this from Brock as well is that, yeah, the Christmas game was a bit rough for him. And to see him bounce back, well, not even bounce back, just being himself um, without completely be phased at all, it's great to see. To be fair, the Washington Commanders' defense really, really wasn't good at all. And it was probably very easy, but you can only play who you got in front of you. And uh, he delivered, as he always does, um, and always will, I, I believe, strongly. Broker chip isn't slowing down. It's full speed ahead. Hey, and yeah, off. the 230 yard, and we, he needed 229. That's just so funny. This <laughs> is bang on. We said Perfect. last week, Lee, the fact that the Ravens game, if you take the interceptions away, it was a very Brock Purdy performance, and that's what we've seen on Sunday. It didn't turn the ball over. 22 for 28, 230 yards, two touchdowns. And I'm saying it kind of with a bit of like, meh, but that's what we've got used to with Brock Purdy, and we yeah. didn't always see that go back before Brock was quarterback. Sometimes our quarterbacks didn't throw for touchdowns. Sometimes we weren't getting 230 yards. You mentioned Russell Wilson. Poor Randy Hodgson remembers well, because he went to Denver for that game. <laughs> he was there live in the stands, and you think... We just we're excited, and dare we say the MVP conversation. A few Niners fans were saying, "Oh, you chap shouldn't have been talking about that." The ultimate goal is a Super Bowl, which I agree with. The ultimate goal is a Super Bowl, but if Mahomes is doing what Purdy's doing, if Lamar Jackson was putting up the numbers that Purdy was putting up, like you said, Najee, the talking heads would be shouting it from the rooftops. I think the fact that he is at the 49ers, he is mystery relevant. It just seems to kind of be adding that extra fuel. And what I love, it hasn't changed him. I love the way that he turned up before the game day. You know, it just looks like a, a geography teacher going on a field trip. And then you've got Debo rocking up with the, the custom-made Galea of Carl Juszczyk's wife of the 13 on the back. You've got all the w- weird and wonderful fashion sense of the Niners. Brock Purdy just strolls up. And when he goes onto that field, he has laser focus. And I think I was going to talk about the break, but we're not allowed, are we, Gareth? We're not allowed to talk about the number one seed in the break. Um, only in passing, I think we will we will save that for the uh, for the next game where it's more relevant. Um, but I think yeah, you've you've covered pretty much everything I was going to say. The most impressive thing I think is Brock Purdy is is not only what you see on the on the field, but it's that in the intangibles, as they always say, which is to have that rough game against the Raiders, uh, the Ravens at home, have all the flack, shut out all that noise, and go out and lead your team without feeling you need to prove something you just go out and play your game and it's that quarterback ability that we know that every great quarterback in the NFL has had that kind of inner strength that confidence but not arrogance and that ability to just shrug off the bad games and just go out and play their game and that's that's not something I think you learn it's something you have or you haven't and to have a player at this age and this level of experience who can just do that, that's that's a franchise quarterback right there. And then you add to that his actual ability to play the game, then you've you've got, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think we know what we've got, and I think we can look forward to the next 
salary cap depending a good 10 years i think of uh, of Brock Purdy and we can we can put all these last 5 years of the quarterback talk behind us um, it's going to be with us forever there's yeah. no way he's going anywhere <laughs> that's it it's uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a good good career i think um, and he's uh, he's found a home yeah so I, I don't know that we can really say anything more um about Brock um, I was interested, though, Lee, going back to you since you started, to um, Ronnie Bell ringing the changes. Yeah, so Ronnie, Ronnie Bell is a kick returner. He makes me very nervous. He oh, reminds yeah. me of Kai Williams. Um, oh, yeah. There was the one where he jumped in front of the ball. That could have easily hit him. He shouldn't have done that. He should have kept well away from that. And the one where he could have done the fair catch, but the guy was practically down his tonsils when he caught it and it's just waiting for something to happen so I think Kyle's going to have to look at that in the playoffs hopefully Ray Ray's going to be back and Ray Ray's going to be returning that because Ronnie Bell does not fill me full of confidence at all no neither me Mason Mason took a kick I think yeah yeah the Mason one was okay but I still I'm not sure I would trust him just purely because we haven't seen him do it more Uh, but it's definitely better than Ronnie Bell and I don't really want to talk too badly about one of our players but yeah that's it's worrying uh we definitely need rare back and if anybody's watched the michigan alabama game yesterday um michigan <laughs> really struggling on special teams and uh it looked like just ronnie bell went back to college essentially uh, for that game um yeah no no good uh yeah that's that's the kind of stuff that i mean we saw it you know in the divisional in uh in uh, where was it? In Green Bay, uh, special teams can win you a game. You know when when you're on the road and it's a tough game and it's a playoff. And they can one little lose play, one way. Game. Yeah, one little play, one way or another. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get very very back there. Please. I'd hoped we'd get to the end of the show, Gareth, and on the player watch because <laughs> I. But I mean, one shining light was when he put the two hands when he did the first kick return, I think, and he ran out with it under one arm. And I thought, Ronnie, we've had a word about this, son. Protect that ball. <laughs> and I, it's kind of relevant. But when I was watching the game, it was quite interesting to see Ronnie Bell in the three, three receiver sets. And I don't think he did himself very well. There was um, a, one of those pop players that Debo was doing so well on the night. One of them got pulled back because Ronnie Bell was holding. And I think, oh, Ronnie, you, you're running out of chances here, son. Joanne Jennings has been proved to be a big miss and this is the opportunity that Bell needed to take and, and the fact that they've activated Rere I don't think we see Ronnie Bell trusted with kick returns no, I, I, think this, I think this might have been his last game, uh, wouldn't surprise me if with Rere back and Danny Gray uh, practicing and hopefully jo- Jawan back uh, it wouldn't be surprised me if he was a half scratch uh, going forward to the dog ass because it works, look at Brandon Ayuk, Segway. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, where should we go next? Uh, how about Brendan Ayuk? <laughs> that was that was actually one of Paul's. Go on, Paul. Yeah, yeah, you've, that's, yeah. you've just had to defend uh, Ronnie Bell, um, yeah. so take it away with Brendan. I know wide receiver expert. Who would have thought? I mean, when Purdy <laughs> needed a player, gentlemen, on Sunday, just looked number eleven's way, and it was a big game from Brandon. Uh, finished with a team high seven receptions, hundred and fourteen yards. Seventh 100-yard game of the season with a touchdown. And we talked about it before, that big 17-yard reception in the first quarter on a third down, extending that first touchdown score and drive to put us up by seven. A few plays later, 22-yard play, that resulted in three points. And his last reception of the game was that touchdown, and we've we've gushed over the chemistry that he has with Brock Purdy. I don't know if you guys have been on social media, but after the game, uh, Brandon Ayuk has shared a post of Brock in his jersey with the one three and then added zero zero next to it of a nod and I, and I like that I mean where there appears to be rotation of which pass catcher has a big game this week it was Ayuk and it was great to see we've been high on Brandon on this show for a while not just because I won his jersey he's been a favorite player of mine and I just wanted to pepper bomb some of those stats in there and show them the love what did you guys make of number 11 on, on Sunday who's going to go first? Stunned silence. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Thornley, Thornley, you've been quiet too long. He's been brilliant all season and he just continues to be brilliant. And he's having the type of season where it, this is his career season 
It, mm. It's the one that puts him on the map. It's the one where everybody's now looking at Brandon Ayuk thinking the 49ers going to give him a new contract. Is he going to become a free agency in 12 months' time? So, yeah, he's, yeah, they'll be talking about him in the elite level of receivers from now on. Yeah, he's been Mr. Reliable, hasn't he? It's just, you just can always count on him to have, if not a great game, a decent game. He's always around. He's got safe hands. Um, and he's just, you know, he, he still is getting better and better despite being his fifth year now. It's it's good to see. I I've always believed he could. I bought his jersey when we drafted him, um, you know. And I knew he's going to be a good player, but to that level, I wasn't. Obviously, you can never know. But yeah, it's just it's just good to see. It's good that he's got a thousand yard again. And yeah, the, you're right. The chemistry with Brock. These guys are just having fun, and they can trust each other. It's a two way street. You know, it doesn't work one way. And uh, yeah, no, it's you know, this is a kind of I, I hope we can keep him. Uh, I know it's going to be very difficult, and we're going to have to make decisions uh, when when contracts need to be signed. But I I think it would be a mess to to lose him. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be difficult. But that's that's talk for the off season. Well, you talk about the intangibles, which Nadji has been high on this show, especially with his running back routes. But go and watch Brandon run a route. He is our number one receiver. His route running yeah. is a different level, and the fact that you said Nadji is the go to when you need a big player. And it was great to see him get his rewards with that touchdown. I think we keep him. I think he... And as well, after he scored the touchdown, Gareth, before you give your thoughts, the next play, he's out blocking in front. And that's just as big in this yeah. scheme as it is Same catching player. touchdowns. And he's he's the embodiment of what Carl Shanahan wants. And you talk about the doghouse now, we laugh about it. But at the time, yeah. there was real fear that Brandon Ayuk might not make this team. And look now, yeah. we, we, we're all thinking, right, he has to be paid. Pay him what he wants. But yeah, it was great to see on Sunday, to be fair, Gareth. That's all All I was going to add was he's got all that receiving ability, which there's other receivers in the league, but he adds that with that physicality of blocking. And the fact yeah. you could you could see Ayuk doing many of the plays that Debo does as well in terms of, of the, as you talked about, the pop passes, the reverses, the end arounds, that sort of thing. He's got that bulk to be able to do those sort of things. We don't need him to because that's, that's Debo's job. But uh, he is, he's got some versatility. He's reliable. Uh, he's a team player. He's, he's everything you want in a receiver. And uh, again, another very good draft from a guy that I don't think at the time was on a lot of people's radar as being uh, a pick we would have taken in that draft. I remember I think we, um, he, he was a surprise. Yeah, he was on my mock, dra- mock draft. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, but uh, there's every single player in the league in the college <laughs> system is on one of your mock drafts. So that no, sorry, he was on my final mock draft. Uh, yeah, I think we jumped the we jumped the Packers to to take him uh, if yeah. I remember correctly because that's the draft we drafted. Um, big ninety nine, Kinlaw. Kinlaw. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and I I can't remember what we traded to go up, but we jumped in from the Packers because we thought. They were going to take him, and they probably would have taken him. Uh, and didn't they Jordan take Love. Jordan Love instead? Yeah, they said that was that. They took Love instead. Yeah. That was that season. Um, no, I, I think it may be one of the best draft we've ever done. Um, draft pick we've ever done. It's controversial. We got Fred and George and all, mm. these, all these people. But um, hang yeah. on, here. I thought it was Moody. And we, no, sorry, we all know <laughs> the greatest pick is Wish. Yeah, Wish Nowski, yeah. of, of course. So, Brandon, what else can we say? Nothing that we haven't already. Um, Wilkes, that was one of yours, Nadji. Yeah. Um, turns out he's statistically, I can't say it. You understand what I mean. Um, actually, he's, have, he's had a better season than Demeco did last year. And he took a lot of flack, especially from us and from everybody uh, early in the season. And I think for good reason. The defense definitely wasn't playing as well as it should have. But um, we've got better stats than uh, we did last year with one game to go. So I think it's time to give him these flowers. And uh, I think since Dubai, we definitely saw a change and a uh, an improvement in what we do and how we do things on defense. Um, it, it helps when you have players like Mooney that just elevate somehow and just became all-worldly and probably is going to end up all-pro, I, I would imagine, if if he carries on. I mean, he's probably not going to play next week. 
that's for the next podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think kudos to him because we all doubted it. We, as soon as things went sour, he's the one that took pretty much all the heat from the nine of April and from the press, and uh, and he responded well. And I think his defense is less flashy than Demeco's, but it's definitely at least as as effective, maybe more, uh, considering. You know, we've lost Huff and our D-line is, I don't think, as good, especially without Arik, um, as it was a year ago. Um, I think I just wanted to give him some credit. I think it's it's good to see. And it bodes well for the playoffs. You know, you need, <laughs> you know what they say, defense wins championship. And uh, defense is definitely capable of doing so. Uh, it's good. It's good. You know, losing so many cornerbacks and having question marks there, and the secondary playing as well as they have. It's, um, yeah, I just wanted to give him some flowers. Uh, thank you for a good season, Steve Wilkes. And I, just because, you know, we talked about him getting replaced if Saleh got fired or something. I don't think he's going to go anywhere and he's probably going to be better next year. So good to see. Do you know what I think's been great with Wilkes, Gareth? That we were, we're known for our front seven. We're known for that disruptive front seven sack on the quarterback. And I've seen a few Niners fans, Nadji, mourning that we're not getting home on the sacks. But you watch the games back and the Washington run game, they had some big splashy players. But in general, um, we allowed 62 yards on the ground. The secondary, like you said there, there was a lot of criticism of the secondary, especially the safeties who started on Sunday. Scary Terry, one of the better receivers. We didn't give up those big chunk yards. And I think the defence is finally bought in. I think what we saw at the start of the season was a few teething problems. Bosa was late back in and it was a kind of, this is how we do it. I think the fact that he came down onto the field, as Nadji gives full credit for. He's never going back <laughs> up in that booth. But you're I right. Think so. I think Steve Wilkes needs to be given a pat on the back and the defence looks different. Okay. And it's quite interesting that Nadji couldn't say the stat word because that's normally my job to mess up a saying. But it just goes to show you, Nadji, we talk about the eye test on this show, but it's nice to see the stats backing up what we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you, you look at the second half and being able to shut down a team that was definitely fighting and still in it and somehow playing pretty well. And, you know, that Eric Bienemy offense is working. Mm. As I said in, in a preview, it's a good offense. It's there. They can get rolling and their run game is pretty dangerous. I think if they had a little bit more talent and a little bit more buy-in from some of the players, they definitely would get much further and they would have been dangerous. And having the game tied or very close to at the half, I mean, I didn't doubt, but having a shutdown, a shutout in the second half just helps. And it's, it's good. It's just good confidence building as well. Well, 21 be... team interceptions, Lee. Interceptions mm. win game. Yeah. Sorry, I said final. I'm trying not to talk about Mooney Ward because he's one of my talking points. And that did nearly <laughs> well, went you down might, there. You might, you might as well. So, so I'm glad you mentioned Mooney Ward. So there's a nice segue into me counteracting Beautiful. Paul's comment before. So... I, I think you've been a little bit unfair to Washington there because they did gash us twice for quite a few yards, big players. Um, both rows from Sam Howell. The first one was one that beat uh, Mooney Ward down the right-hand side. The second Same one up. was in between three players and he absolutely nailed them. So I there's meant two that went for 20-plus yards. I meant on the run because Washington was supposed ah, to be run heavy. Say on the so, run. you know, it's okay. Thank you for keeping <laughs> right, still, Lee. I've missed you, buddy. We still give up the yards. We give up the yards. But, yeah. I mean, some, somehow, he surprised me. I thought he was quite good. Good first half. Not so yeah. good second half. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah. Good first half. I mean, and I think on the, um, on the preview, perhaps we hadn't um, given enough thought to Eric Bieniemy, of course, who is a top offensive coordinator. I mentioned Will, it briefly, I imagine, but... Yeah, be possibly Washington's head coach in about six days' time, maybe. Um, and yet yeah, he's he's got an offense that works, and he's had an offense that's worked against us before. Yeah, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not. There was a hold on Bossa. Come on, we all... he gets held every game though. Anyway, every play. <laughs> Do you want to go into Mooney Ward then? I mean, we have to. He's up there, isn't he? Mooney Ward. He, he came across on a fairly big contract. Um, his fifth interception of the season. Uh, you talk about Howell being impressive. They were marked in the red zone. The fact the way he picked him off was pretty impressive for me. Um, and the fact that what we've talked about on this show, even though he was he was down, you know he was down. He still 
took a chance at running it forward and that whole energy of the team. Um, ah, I love number seven. I just think if you, I was doing the stats before the show, Gareth, he's got a passer rate of something like 56 on opposing QBs targeting this season. And when you think he's normally on the opposition's best receiver, makes it even more impressive. And I just think we could be talking about, can we afford to keep Ward? Because I'm sure his contract's up soon. Didn't we sign him? Was it a three-year contract? Maybe. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a vet. It's easier to manage around money and stuff with a player like him. Um, Yeah. No, he's, he's, yeah. He had a thing. He had a slow start. And I think it's, it's, you know, it was a symptom of the new way they were doing things with Steve Wilkes. And it took a little minute to get adjusted to. I think he also got very unlucky on some of the calls that he got against him early on in the season, whether that impacted the way he was playing. Maybe a little bit, but recently he's been absolutely flawless, and I, I'm still kind of baffled as to why people challenge him and throw his way. Um, I guess they don't really have a choice because Ambry Thomas is on the other side and he's playing really well too, so you kind of have to throw it to someone. Um, but yeah, no, he's ramping up again. It's a good sim. It's a good sign of our defense playing really well and and you always know yeah we're in a red zone and they're marching and maybe they'll score which i really wanted to by the way but never mind <laughs> and that's what our defense does mm. they'll they'll bend and bend and then a pick a fumble a sack a get out of field goal range some some you know something's gonna happen at some point because you can't keep that many playmaker uh under wrap for that long it's impossible um, but yeah, no, it's good. He's he's been amazing. Uh, yeah, I hope we can keep him definitely. Nothing else to add then. I think uh, history. We've got history and some records. Certainly, we've um, mentioned Brock Purdy is now the 49ers all-time passing yards leader. Which oh, yeah. it always strikes me that that was a bit of a low total, given that we had Steve Young for so long and he yeah. was a bit of a slinger. Um, Way too much. Perhaps it shows how the game has, has become a bit more of a one league with, with a lot of teams, other than Chicago, having passes who are much closer to 5,000 yards in a season than four. Um, but didn't necessarily see that coming. I thought we'd still be one heavy, but it just shows what a good season Brock has had. Um, some other uh, bits of history and some other records. Who's going to pick one? Well, Who well, knows? Good one. Nagy. Go on, no, go on, the one I've got written down is the, the, the fourth team in NFL history with a 4,000-yard passer and four players with 1,000 yards from scrimmage, which just sounds impressive. And I don't know whether you were going to mention Kittle, Nadji, with his 1,000 yeah. yards. Again, no surprise. I think he needed 29. Was it 16 yards he needed coming into the game? Well, he didn't need much. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was nearly there. Yeah. Unlike the... Sorry, Paul, did you say we were the fourth team to do that? No, we're the first team to I, I was going to say, I thought we were the first. Oh, I, I, could have I saw online, said fourth. one of the content creators shared, and it said it made us the fourth team in NFL history. So I was just it's, quoting. It's six. never been done before to have uh, yeah. four players over a 1,000. Why not? It's never been done a running passer. back. Yeah, well, 4,000 yards definitely been done. <laughs> yeah, I just meant, I think the stat I've seen is all, all of them. So your stat might still be right about the running back, the wide receiver, the tight end. And the tight end, yeah. yeah. It's it's the first I, time I can't say a running back, right. <laughs> two receiver and a tight end are over 1,000. Uh, I think it's fast. possible that four players have been over 1,000, but they might be like three wide receiver and tight I've end. Seen, so. Yeah, so I think it's a mix of... Colts. Wide receiver, tight end, and running back. That's yeah. the thing. So the That's controversy the time, to clear yeah. up, it was an NFL actual official tweet that I saw. Mm-hmm. It was a graphic with McCaffrey, Purdy, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and it says, history made the fourth team in NFL history with a 4,000-plus yard passer and four players with a 1,000 yards from yeah. scrimmage. Right. So, so what apologies. me and you're talking about... Yeah, what me and Nadji are talking about, it's the very first time it's been a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Yeah, that's right. Well, two so yeah. we're all right. Yeah. yeah. We're all, all right. <laughs> no, but that's, that just shows... We all know what we're talking about, but we don't quite sure. <laughs> just so many records. No, yeah, it's, it just shows, A, <laughs> how the system is elevating uh, Brock Purdy, obviously. All those dink and dunk passes to uh, to CMC. All those dink and dunk to Josh Kittle. He's managed those games so well. 
I mean, you know, you throw if you throw five hundred two yard pass, uh, you'll get a thousand. It's uh, it's very easy. This game's too easy. That's what that's what I'm saying. No, it's incredible to the first time ever, especially as you said. The past 10, 15 years have been so pass-heavy. It's crazy that this hasn't happened before, especially with the likes of Mahomes or Drew Brees, a very heavy passing game. You know, I think Drew Brees has got a season with 6,000 yards passing. So it's crazy that it hasn't uh, I happened before. I don't before. think it's been 6,000 yards passing. It's close to, right? It's like 5,500. Yeah, 5,500. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stick with QBs because the, the one I like, the, the star I saw that I liked, um, was more impressive because it was done in a lot fewer games. And that is Brock Purdy has the most 100-plus passer rating games in the first oh, yeah. two seasons of his career. And uh, Brock Purdy's done that. Um, I can't remember how many games he's played now. I, I do remember it was 12 24? less than 25? the nearest. I think it was 24. I think it's 12 less than the nearest person too, which was Russell Wilson. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Crazy. Yeah, 24 game. Eight last year. Yeah. 16. And the best record of all is the fact that we had our most downloads in a year, wasn't it, chaps? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Well done, Paul. I mean, well done. Yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about that too, obviously. Uh, now that Lee's here to celebrate, yay, we did it. We did it. 18,000 and a bit. I can't remember. By three. By three downloads, I think, wasn't it? No, it was um, a bit no, more than 18, that. 18,059. There we go. Oh, a bit too by 60. So, pretty good. So you can actually see that there. Yeah. There it is. 18,059. Yeah. And we absolutely smashed our monthly record, yeah, which I did. think previously was something like 2,800 with yeah. change. Um, and in December, it was 3,600 with change. That's so right. we beat it by almost, uh, well, probably is over 800. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that is the best record, obviously. And therefore, massive thank you to everybody that listens, downloads, re-downloads, deletes, downloads again, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and listens to us now. Thank Adds you. Adds other phones, family yeah, members' phones, neighbors' phones. <laughs> to every, I work on every computer. Um, yeah, no, thank you to everyone. That's We, you know, we try to do better, and clearly we are. Otherwise, the numbers wouldn't go up. Unless we're not, just tell us. Uh, that's fine, too. Uh, but it's good to see that we enjoy doing it and you guys enjoy listening. Uh, we're not going anywhere. So the good news is Virginia has stopped listening. So the NSA, FBI have stopped listening to us. But it seems as though the Russians <laughs> and the Chinese are starting to listen to us. <laughs> the Chinese. How many in Santa Clara? Because it seems to be weird that some of the things we call for seem to happen, you know, Carl and John. Quite, quite a few. Quite yeah, a few know, in Santa yeah. Clara. Yeah. Jed, Jed doesn't miss a show, obviously, being uh, being Lee's mate, and uh, we know we know where John gets his uh, draft ideas and and <laughs> squad ideas from. So, mm. see, the delusion is still strong. Anyway, shall we move on? Someone mentioned Jake Moody. Yeah. Who was that? Good. Well, that that was me when Nadji turned around and said Brandon Ayuk was the best ever draft pick that we've made. Hey, Moody's um, turned out pretty pretty good. I mean, we talk about that stretch in the season, game-winning field goal attempt against the Browns. We were in London. Joe Staley was in the house. and There was a, there was a lot of call for Robbie Gold, but the rookie kicker was perfect against Washington. All five of his kicks on Sunday. He accounted for six of our 13 points in the first half and actually got us on the board. He hit a 38-yard field goal, a cap off a 12-play, 50-yard opening drive. And he just seems to be as good as gold, to quote Robbie. And it's good to see it coming in the playoffs. I don't buy into this notion that I want to see him under pressure. I want to see this offense operate at the rate it's operating at the moment. I don't want it to come down to a field goal. But I think it's been proven right that John and Carl went cheaper and younger at the position. There was a lot of talk about where he was drafted. I know Jason Aponte is still not very happy. And neither is John Chapman. If you haven't seen Chapman's reaction to the draft pick, just search it on YouTube because it is pretty funny. But again, we're talking about a show where records have been broken. I think Jake Moody's come in and surpassed expectations. Even ours, we were quite high in him because he was on our uh, draft board and it wasn't one of the many Lee done. It was the live one that we did. So go back and watch that one. But I just wanted to say that money, m- money Jake Ward is on the money. Easy for me to say. Clearly not. I've been practising that one, but... What are your thoughts on our rookie kicker chaps? Because I know there's a lot of love for him across the pond. 
with the I'm not talking about too. I'm not talking about Kikus. I don't want to yeah, jinx him. That's him with barge ball. <laughs> I think for a rookie, he's doing really well. No, he yeah. is. Yeah, good start. Isn't it's it? great. Yeah. He's just been able to come in, keep slotting over those extra points, keep slotting over those field goals. Everyone is just building that confidence. Everyone That's is it. just building his rhythm. And obviously, he, he, he's he got uh, uh, to make sure that connection between himself, uh, Tabor, and, and Wish, the three of them, all those moving parts work together time and time and time again. Um, so every single kick is just adds to, to the confidence, I think. Um, and like Paul... I'm hoping he has a, an easy postseason, um, and uh, it's something's going wrong if we need our kicker to win the game with the yeah. offense we've got and the offense and the records we've just talked about. We're in a situation where we're putting the game on Jake Moody. The, somebody's done something wrong, or we something's gone wrong to, somewhere um, else. We might need yeah. to, and you know, I'm sure he'll answer. I, I know, I know, but. Isn't There's also a fast... won't talk about kickers, but you'll talk about punters when Lee's not here. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah, that's Nancy. true. That's true. Kickers are well, people too, Woody. That's that's very true. On that point, I will say our kickoff units is looking so much better than with Robbie, with Jake Moody, um, because we, I don't think I don't think anybody's returned a kick that was dangerous. A kickoff. I mean, he just puts it exactly where he needs to out of bounds basically uh, not out of bounds but in the end zone uh, for you know a, t- a touchback and uh, Robbie couldn't do that anymore so just on that front alone that's so much better right, I think with the impending time then Gareth's need to oh, shoot yes. off at nine I think we need to rip off that bandaid and get that uh, crappy predictor league up the only other thing we mentioned was injuries, but let's save that for let's save that, uh, yeah. the next show when we've got an injury report to talk about. Um, and yeah, let's go to the score predictions, which I know Best that Christian. Lee has been missing terribly over the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> take it away. Who's in charge of the board? Nadji. It's me, go. usually. Um, pretty good week overall, I think. We obviously all got Niners win. Um, Lee and I got five points. Not quite close enough. We, our, both of our score were really close, Lee. So, obviously, we went close enough. Uh, Paul, with the seven points, he got within three of the commanders um, with predicting a 13. And Gareth, with its biggest, biggest gain of the season, 10 points, nailing wow. the commanders' score and, and the win, obviously, by the Niners. That's 10 points. Uh, the table looks like this. Uh, joined first, Paul and me, uh, in first position, and with 78. Gareth now third with 70. Oh, yes. <laughs> and Lee bringing the rear now for the first time uh, this season with 68. So it's only 10 points. Again, you know, 10 points you can score in, in one game. Uh, if you score 15, somebody scores five, you're right back in it. Uh, so yeah, all to play for one more season game. But on that note, before we go further, um, I did tell you I had a surprise, and uh, I bought this. I bought this a, a while ago uh, because I thought I would make this competition a little bit better, and therefore I have bought a trophy <laughs> for whoever wins it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that, that last drive wow. of Mitchell not scoring is even worse because I'd have had 34 points and I was ready for Gowland to explode. So, So I'm going to be honest. I was I was going to go for Taki and make it like a funny funny trophy, but I couldn't really find anything online. Uh, for the people that are listening, jump on YouTube and you can see it. And uh, whoever wins it, I'll send it to you. And uh, you can display on the back somewhere. It says Prediction Prediction Cup winner. And uh, and I thought we could just, you know, have it. Whoever wow. wins it, add something to it, maybe gold, whatever. And then the next year, you just send it to whoever wins it, and it just stays in the family. And uh, Can you, uh, can you uh, take a photo, and we'll add it when we post the podcast? Yeah, yeah, so I'll, take a, I'll take a picture. And, yeah, because you can't, you can't correct see. Oh, there you go. If I, uh, if I do it like this, wow. it just says prediction. I, I, I'm digging yeah, the colours as well. Oh, this is the pure colors. gold, by the way. Uh, is that Jordan oh. Mason on the top? Is yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to hedge. Action is the other season. But yeah, there you go. I... I really wanted to do a tacky thing that looks wow, stupid, awesome. but it, it looks actually really cool. <laughs> so uh, I take it that you've never ever watched the league. No, I've never no, watched. Good. The league. Right, that's okay. what I'm saying. 
Not, not going to say any more then. No, I am clearly in the um, table. I'm not saying any more. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want people to think that I bought it because I'm. I was in first place. I bought it actually. I was third. I think when I bought it, and it took a while to arrive. But uh, yeah, there well, you go. it's it's the power to the NFL. It's it's everything to play for, and I think. Uh, week 18 is going to be a tough one to predict, probably yeah. the most tough, because we don't know who's going to play and we don't quite know. Yeah, yeah. That's there's nothing at stake for us. Very there's not tough. really anything at stake for the Rams either, I don't think. I think they're guaranteed. Um, I think they, they, they can drop to seventh. They can't yeah, go they to can. fifth. Um, right. We'll talk about it on the preview. Sorry, Lee. How do you do that thing where you change your score because I'm never doing that again because on Thursday I had 45-10 and I circled <laughs> it and I thought nah I'll change my score and then I was watching the game back and I was like Gareth Ellis I'm blaming you for this? that because yeah. I've had more points and now there's a trophy well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in uncharted territory because I think I've been fourth the entire season so I've always uh, been yes. going last but yeah. now now Lee's got the honour of being the yeah. last to on the last yeah. game as well. I mean, we'll so, do the playoffs, so there's at least. At so least I've listened to game. the last few podcasts, guys, as I do always. <laughs> I listen to all the ones on and on, and I've heard all the heat that's coming my way. <laughs> and I just want to tell you a little story. Sure. It's about a predictor league and a, a young farming lad, and it changed his life forever and the lives of many others. He was part of a predictor league, and he ended up coming last, and he got all this heat. And he decided to do something about it at the end of the season. Do you know what you call that young farming lad? Thanos. So just be bloody careful what you wish for. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be clicking my fingers at the end of this season. Oh, and then we'll have to do a podcast with just two people. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. As Nadji Kara says, predict better, Lee. Predict yeah. better. <laughs> so we have to all uh, all do. But just predict um, better. The, uh, I did. I predicted Nadji score for him, and he outscored me. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I deserve uh, half those points. <laughs> maybe. We'll, we'll mm, talk about it at the end of the season. It's, it's worked well, and I'm glad it's still tight. Although I think we pretty much predicted Niners wins all throughout the season, haven't we? So I, I, Nadji, I, I got Nadji some got points the on the Bengals bet. loss. Yeah. On, the, on the Bengals, yeah. yeah. Should we do a, a quick player watch before we wrap it up? McKivitz, now you're back, Lee. You've been quiet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been very impressed with McKivitz. Mm. As I've said, he, he's grown all the way through the season. Um, his pass protection was looking good on Sunday night against the uh, the Commanders. Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night. Yeah, completely lost uh, count of days here. Um, and I think he's done really well this season for his very first season at that position. Played left tackle last week, you know, White Monday. Yeah. Not easy to do. Uh, Ronnie Bell? Let's I mean, move on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mentioned it earlier, to be fair, so I think I covered yeah. the Ronnie Bell player watch. No more hate. Nedgy. No, no much to report. Uh, obviously, Jay was uh, injured, didn't play. Um, and John Mason just had one kick return and was just on special team. Um I mean, Mitchell did play well. That's I'll, I'll give him mm. that uh, at least and a couple of drives that he had. Um, he, I mean, he's got his first touchdown of the season, so which you know, Joel Mason did week two. <laughs> no, it's good to good to see Mitchell back. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, it obviously, is. obviously, good to see we've got an option other than just give McCaffrey the ball. Uh, I think a, a two-headed attack at running back is uh, always better, and obviously, a yes. big difference from the running back by committee that we've been seeing for the last four or so years. Uh, Demo, good game. Uh, interception, could have had a second interception. Oh, he, uh, he had his feet in on that, la- on that last one, but couldn't quite uh, get the ball in. Um, but I think a decent, a decent season. I did check out some of the uh, the snap counts. Um, I didn't realise that Debo, uh, sorry, Demo is actually second on the defence behind to Sean Gibson. He's taken ninety three point four percent of this defensive snaps, yeah. and I think Gibson's at about ninety five. Um, and incidentally, there is a player, an offensive player, who has taken ninety nine percent of snaps, and it's Colton McKivitz. Wow! So it doesn't come He's out. Taken more than Ben Brendel. Yeah, wow. Whether that's ninety nine is that full snaps? I wonder. And he's on special teams as well because I did look no, at that. No, 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 no. I haven't seen when. 
um, Tabor Pepper's been missing because he seems no, to have a different it's, amount. It's the, the offensive snaps. So he would have just missed maybe one or two snaps. for. I assume a, perhaps a victory formation. Uh, Something like that, game. yeah. Oh. I thought you were going to segue there, Gareth, to say it's weird that we've done 49 minutes on a show and not talk about Debo. He had a solid game on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the, Dude, the we didn't talk about George. We didn't no, talk about CMC. It's just <laughs> Connor Ryan listening. I know he's a Debo fan, but it seems so easy, that player. And I just wanted to touch upon the offensive line, make it look easy. And we talked. Oh. you talked about the pop-up player, Gareth, and he strolls at the Not end zone untouched. It's, it's just amazing to see. And Charlie Warner on that back, play. Yeah, Charlie Warner. But the, the running back by committee, when CMC went out, Mitchell did well. But I thought Kyle yep. Juszczyk was a good Pass catching option, so it just shows you that if you know against the Rams, there should be some <laughs> bold predictions coming up because CMC won't be playing, boys. <laughs> That's for sure. More on that Thursday. Oh, no. so uh, anything, anything else before we do wrap it up? Well, number one seed, um. Sorry. We haven't talked about it, but that's it's so good. So we really, really needed. I'm pretty sure Trent Williams is hurt. Um, so many like little niggles that we can. Um, we can rest. Uh, it's good, but yeah, when we're, we're going to talk about it, is how much is too much rest, and that's that's the that's going to be the debate. But uh, strap mm-hmm. on because people are going to talk about that a lot for the next two three weeks until we play whoever it is that we play at home for the rest of the season. Like Sorry. we like we said on the last show, and I think what Nadji meant to say, Gareth, was thank you, Cardinals. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Cardinals. That should have been one of the points. But, you know, I've been calling for this Rams game to be not existing and not mattering since the preview of the season because I said Darnold would play. Pretty sure I got us a loss in that. He might, he might well do. He might well do. Yeah. So there we go. I think a lot of that is for the uh, the next show, which will be it. later in the week when we look ahead to the Rams game. So thank you, lads. Uh, good to see you for the first show of the year. And thank you to everyone who listens and watches the show. What did you make of the game in Washington? Is there any talking points we've completely failed to mention? Uh, let us know in, in the comments. And if you haven't, why not subscribe and start the year off in the, in the right way? And you can subscribe to the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts from. So we will be looking ahead to the visit of the Lambs to, to Levi's. Now confirmed as a 9.25 kickoff, I think, on Sunday, uh, because that hadn't been confirmed up until, uh, I think, after the conclusion of Week 17. And given the amount of stake in other games, I doubt this one's going to be on Sky. Um, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if other people have maybe got an eye on a couple of other games around the league. Um, as it's it's coming down to the wire, and I'm very, very glad we're not part of it this year. So I'm going to enjoy the number one seed. Uh, Happy New Year to you all, and go Niners. Go, go Niners. Niners. Bang, bang, nana, gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side.